How y'all doing that? Show sure, like thank y'all for stopping by for another episode of this Removing the Illusion podcast. Man, look at here. Man, let me tell you now, this is one of them early morning. I'm figuring pod talks here. I ain't spoken on nothing. It's early in the morning. I just had a whole lot of things on my little head and I just popped the recorder open and just started recording. So look here. I'm hoping y'all out there taking care of yourself doing this look around the thing. I'm trying to do the best that I can. So what we're going to do here right now is uh, we're going to get off into this little early morning figuring talk. Y'all know when I just be trying to figure things out. I don't know what the end game is. I just be thinking about a whole lot of things. And I just put the record on just start recording. All right? So look here. Let's say we ain't going on in this thing. And I'll talk to y'all later. All right now. You know in this here country, we done built the whole economy around sex. You know that? A whole economy around sex. One of the biggest money makers there is is because of sex. Now I'm not talking about prostitution. I'm talking about all goods and services, manufacturing, all this stuff, electric companies, uh, cellular companies, Selling you these data plans for these telephones, cell phone things here. A whole economy has been built around sex. And this, and this uh, I'm not going to say perception because it's not a perception. Or should I say uh, the philosophy or the rules of sex. Because of sex that's been placed in our head has driven this economy, has created, not driven economy, has created an economy. Now, I'm sitting up here figuring myself here, you know, it's early morning, I'm laid back here in my little recliner chair, and just rocking back and forth, because I like to rock. That's one of the Louisiana things, like sitting on the front porch, on the front garret. People say, like, what a cool iced tea, but down in Louisiana Bayou, we ain't had no iced tea. You know, you maybe sit on the front porch with a a dip of water, you know, if you was you if you was high and mighty, maybe we you know maybe had your little Kool-Aid. I'm gonna sit up here thinking to myself, I say, you know what? A whole economy in this country is driven by sex and driven by the by you know by the pressure telling folks that they needs to be married. Now y'all know that little hard talk I just did on homosexuality. I mean, if we take this thing a little farther, just take a little farther here. Now, look, now, now, whatever y'all is, that's what y'all is. Now, like I tell y'all before, I like, I like them gals. I like gals. And uh, my gals I like, they got to be 50 and over. If you ain't 50 and over, I don't mess with nothing. Less than 50, I don't mess with you less than 50. Matter of fact, I ain't going to mess with you anyway. I just have been through too much, and that's what I was sitting up here rocking and thinking about. I was just saying, how much further ahead in life I would be if I wouldn't have got married three times, if I wouldn't have been in, I don't know how many multiple relationships, if I wouldn't have spent so much money because of sex, because of women. You know, a fella spends a whole lot of money trying to get a gal. Then he gonna spend a whole lot of more money trying to keep a gal, and what is he doing it for? You know, 
What is he doing it for? Because of sex? A guy don't get with no good because he want to have kids. When you look at her, he gets with her because he want to have sex. But you know, if you think about the whole philosophy, the whole economy, the whole ecosystem, I think that's probably a better word. The whole ecosystem that's built around sex. The whole laws that's put in place because of sex. Just like I got a little pod talk coming up here. And I don't know when I'm going to release this here talk here. Either before or after. But the little pod talk that I'm going to do. Or I'm going to dig going on when you listen to this. On prostitution. How much cheaper it is. You know I look. I, I mean I look back at myself. I just like to use myself as an example. You know in this incident. When you look at the economy of sex. You know a fella you know. You. You look at it from a fella perspective, you know, they build every three years, you know, when you're married, when you get married, you're hitched up with a gal, or when you want to impress a gal, you know, you see these young fellas coming up out here, and they get all these big rims and stuff on their cars and stuff, they go to rent a rim, I ain't never heard no story like that in my life, that's some crazy stuff in my life, rent a rims, well, well, fella can either buy him a brand new car, Fellow or gal, either one, you know, a person can buy them a, a a brand new car, or they can get them an old car fixed up, you know, put some of that, what they call that candy paint on it, and then they go to this place here and they rent four rims and tires to put on their car to make it look good, and when they drive down the street, they don't even see them rims, they don't know how them rims look when they drive down the street. Unless, unless they drive that street and get 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 a, and roll past one of them big mirrors on one of them shops, and they look in the mirror and look at their car, they don't know how them things look. They do it to impress other people, and that's what we do. That's what the whole economy. I you know, I call it the economy of sex, but I think I just stumbled on something. I may need to call this this little talk here the economy of impressing people, because whether you single and you're trying to impress people or whether you're married and trying to impress your spouse there's still a whole ecosystem a whole economy that's built around it just to take advantage of you fools now I'm going to call y'all fools because I used to be a fool but see my eyes have opened up now see you don't always have to stay a fool so you can only stay a fool for a certain length of period of time and then your eyes open up and then you don't become no fool no more they call that being enlightened. But see, myself, I'm not going to be, you know, walking around with no sheet on, you know, with my knees bent, growing a mustache and a bald head, talking about I'm trying to find some enlightenment. Enlightenment comes with wisdom and time. Like I told y'all before, I don't listen to somebody who ain't never been through nothing. If you ain't been through nothing, ain't much you bought nothing much you can tell me. You ain't been through nothing, you know. Now, like I tell people about, you know, if you, um, forgive me, I ain't trying to bash nobody's religion, but like that fella Jesus walking around with a sheet on with 12 other fellas, and, and he ain't about paying attention to, 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 to them women, folks. He ain't never been married. Supposed to be they ain't never had sex. I mean, how can you trust a man that ain't, that ain't never had, a, you know, a BJ? <laughs> they call that a BJ? Yeah, yeah, they call that a BJ. How you trust a man that ain't never had a BJ? How you trust a man that ain't never, you know, you know, uh, you know, try to turn no gal on with his finger, you know. 
How you trust a guy that ain't never went down there and, you know, and ate that thing? <laughs> you know, or, you know, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, how you trust, how you trust, you know, information from a person like that that's going to tell you about relationship. But, you know, that's just my opinion, not the facts now, all right? But what I'm saying is that this whole ecosystem, the, the, um, this whole economy is built around sex, you know, you know, because you want to die or, or, or impress, what did I, what did I say, did I say, because I, you know, early morning, my mind kind of rolling like a, like a log, you know, you know, the impression, you know, trying to impress, trying to impress somebody, you know, that's what we spend both our money on, that's why these cars, a new car come out every, 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 every six months, a new car come out. Now you just bought that brand new shiny car. Now why don't folks in there make another car for every six months or at the end of a year, another car come out just like the car you just bought, but the inside may have a little bit more something, another button for you to push versus that other car. And yet then they jack the price up at least ten more thousand dollars on it and you go out there and buy it. You know, they make it to make it more shiny for you, so you go out there and buy it. Cause there's some folks that you need to impress. Now, whether you're trying to impress a little gal out there if you're single, or a little boy out there, you know, because y'all, cause y'all know them gay men, them gay men, man, them, they, man, they, they fashion forward, you know, they like that little nook, they like shiny things, you know, just like a cat, you put something shiny in front of a cat, they'll chase it all day, you know, put something shiny on the string in front of a cat and, and reflection hit, they'll chase it all day. That's how them gay fellas, them gay fellas, they, they buy some stuff. You know, well, I'm gonna tell you something. They buy. You know, they. I think they the best home decorators. You know, you got them all uh, furniture companies and stuff like that. They love them gay folks because them gay folks, them gay men, them gay men. They phew, let me tell you something. They spend some money. You know, and then they can cook too. They can cook down. They can cook. Cause I tell you, I had a, I had a uh, my daddy, uncle, my daddy cousin, third kale. You know, shoot in the uh, late sixties. You know, third kale get eight men. We used to go over to Cutting Third Care House. Our little, little fella, man, Cutting Third Care can cook. He had no woman there. Now, he always had a little boy there, but at the time, I ain't know nothing about that little gay thing. But let me say something. He had, if you want to consider a new truck back then, he always had a new truck. You know, he had a house, uh, uh, furniture in there. Bought one of the first little uh, TV boxes I ever seen. And he had one of them record players, them big old record players, the big old thing you needed a U-Haul. Not a U-Haul, but you need one of them cranes to come in to pick up and lift. It had like the, the stereo on the top and on the side had the big speakers. It was a record player, you know, and man, that thing, man, third, third care, all that stuff. Gay, gay. But I tell you what, though, you wouldn't want to put your hands on it. It'd knock you, knock you from here to Cleveland. Nah, but what I'm saying is that, you know, they spend money. Gay men spend money and gay women spend money. But right now, what I want to talk about right now is... I want to talk about, I want to talk about how we spend this money here to impress other people and how a whole economy, a whole ecosystem of financing and spending is built, in a, built around this thing. We stride every day. What do we stride every day for? It's like now with this Corona thing, we all stuck in the house. With this Corona thing, everybody's all nervous about what? How we going to make some money? And how we going to make some money for what? How we going to make some money to pay for these little things that we sitting around here that we done accumulated? 
like this big old house note we got here. Like that car sitting out there, them two cars is sitting out there. Like these five cell phones for all our kids to walk around with their head inside them cell phones, including us, when we sitting around the dinner table. You know, how we gonna, you know, how I me, mean, how we gonna pay for getting, you know, if we run our dog food, how are we gonna pay for the dog food? We can't go to work, we locked inside our house. How are we gonna continue to pay the cable bill, you know, so we can so so we can keep watching HGTV? <laughs> I don't like me, I love me some HGTV TV and DIY. That's all I watch. How are we gonna keep paying for this stuff here if we don't have no jobs to go to? You know, all this stuff that we that we accumulated. How are we gonna pay for this? We we need some money to do this. Look, man, I got this wife now. I got these kids. I'm the head of the house. Did they convince y'all of that old stuff there? I'm the head of the house. I got to pay for my family. I got to make sure my family. Well, for one thing here, if you back all the way up, the only thing that a man wanted in the beginning was sex. That's all you wanted in the beginning. You just wanted sex. So you get that little guy in the beginning because you want sex. You ain't want to start no family. It's like I be watching HGTV. Every time they go into a house or something like that, they always say, oh, this, this space would be good for the kids. Oh, this is a good space for the kids. And I be looking at the guy's face. He be looking at himself like, dang, man. Oh, man. I got to have a bigger house. Ten years ago when we bought the house, the house was okay. Now it ain't big enough because now we got to have space for the kids. Everything the kids. Everything the kids. And then the man be so happy when they get to a little spot and say, oh, this is my man cave. You know, like here, because a man is a homo sapien. Now, y'all know about that, that little thing I did on homo. Y'all know the homo sapien is, huh? When they call you a homo sapien, that means you're homosexual. That's where a homosexual came from. When men gather together, see what I'm saying? The caveman, the homosexuals, the men gathered together. They hunted together. They did everything together. You see what I'm saying? In their cave. You may have one little, one little female there for something happened. You know, something happened to the female. You may have one little female there. You know, everybody participated on her when they felt like it. But most part, they enjoyed their own company. Homosexual. In caves. Homo, homo sapiens. So now, me and we get our own. Y'all y'all get your own man cave. Where you and your, own, your other homo uh, 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 homo sapiens <laughs> I'm going to call y'all that you and your other homo sapiens can gather together where she ain't allowed and the fella be so happy when they get to the spot and he say oh I can put my big TV up there where I can watch other homo sapiens run around a football field on a basketball court where I can have my other homo sapien friends around and we can gather and we can bump chances and we can slap each other on the butt but see, we ain't homosexuals, though. You know, we just like enjoy each other company where we can just get away from her. See, they be so happy when they get that little one little room. They get that little room, 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 little room, and they be so happy. Oh, I got my man cave. I can put my big screen TV there. You know, or oh, I can put my pool table over there. This is my escape. Now, he just has spent over $800,000 for a house, and he's happier than a sissy in a bear of pickles because he got one room in that house that's his. The rest of that house goes to that wife and them kids and everybody else. That's her space. Now, now she can always say, now she can always come and say, well, you know what? 
your man cave is nice, but I think we need to turn this man cave into something else. And what'll happen? He'll he and he'll hard, but he'll turn it into something else. Yeah, he'll turn it something. You know why he turns something else? Because he don't want no divorce. Because if he go to court to go to court, he'll lose more. But that's how these people do this with this. That's how this, that's how they, that's how they, that's how this economy works. Everything is driven off of people's desire to impress somebody else. That's how you get in these situations where you only got a man cave inside of a house instead of a whole house. Because a man don't need no whole house. Man don't need no whole house. The only thing a man need is a room. A room with a bathroom. A place where he can go to the kitchen. That's all a man need. Now I'm going to tell y'all now. I'm going to tell y'all how this, how this philosophy, what I'm telling y'all that it is right what I'm telling y'all now. You see, I tell y'all, I'm looking, I woke up this morning, I say to myself, now, nah, the government got everybody locked up inside their houses, right? And people is going cuckoo mad because they, they can't go shopping. They can't go, they can't go out the street lollygagging around. They can't go running red lights and running stop signs. They can't go to these shopping places and get stepping on each other's toes. They can't go to these restaurants and be rude to people that's trying to serve them some food. And they're going cuckoo. They're going mad because they, they can't get out their house. But inside their house, though, they got all this, they got all these luxuries and all these amenities inside their houses, like TVs, like running water, you know, like nobody trying to get in their house to kill them and hurt them. And I'm thinking to myself, now, nah, in this country, we're so quick to lock people up in prison. Just imagine somebody's in prison. How mad are we going inside of our own houses with all these little amenities that we got to pay for? And you got a person sitting in jail. All that he got in jail is a wall. A wall. That's all he got. A six by nine cell, they tell me. He got to read books if he want to be entertained. Or he got to use his imagination if he want to be tamed. Or he got to use his cellmate if he want to be entertained. But that's all he got. We lock people up in boxes, in cages, in, in boxes with nothing, sometimes for a lifetime. And here we is, we locked up in our houses, but we still can go outside on the front lawn or on the back lawn, right? But we locked up in our houses and we going crazy because we can't go nowhere. We can't travel. But we still can sit in our homes and try to enjoy some of these little amenities that we didn't pay for. But you know what? We don't want to enjoy them little minute they pay because we're bored with these little minutes that we pay for. We're bored looking at the, the same TV. We want to go shopping. We want to go spend money on the economy. But see, but we can't go to work and make no money because now things is kind of crazy because now, man, we got we to gotta make money. We got to pay for these things because you know what? Because that, 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 that TV ain't worth about a hill of beans if, they, if, if, if the cable company turn off the cable. You're not going to be standing there looking at sitting there looking at no static on your TV. Huh? If Netflix shut down because the system is overstrained, you go crazy. But just think about that person in jail. They, we done locked up. Right? Now, I'm telling you, my thing about prison, y'all think y'all go back and listen to my little talk on prison. Now, all the people I think should be locked up in prison. If you kill somebody, you should be locked up. If you, if you kill somebody, in my opinion, if you kill somebody... You need to be killed too. If you kill somebody, 
you need to be euthanasian or whatever they call that thing. What they call a capital punishment. People say against capital punishment. If you kill somebody, you need to be taken out of the gene pool too because you just took somebody out of the gene pool. You need to be taken. The government needs to take you out of the gene pool. You should be spending no uh, millions of dollars locking somebody up for a lifetime. That's that's crazy. That's only making other people money, right? That's crazy. You kill somebody, you need you you need to euthanize. You need to be you need to be euthanizing. Like you know, like I was watching uh the show on the Tiger King. You know, they talk about euthanizing, but when he he was shooting them tigers, he wasn't euthanizing them. You know, I guess give, sticking them with a a shot and stuff. You know that that's y'all why that that's a crazy crazy thing there on Netflix that Tiger King. I got new respect for Peter too. I got new respect for Peter. I just think a lot of these tigers and bears and stuff that's in this country need to be shipped back out with it back to Africa somewhere. That's just my opinion. I'm scared to go like to Oklahoma and Texas. Cause they said like five thousand to ten thousand tigers or lions in in, in, in Texas. Man, I so I just advise nobody, don't be breaking down the highway in in uh in in uh in in, in Oklahoma or Texas, probably Louisiana too, round up in them near about you know, they got too many lion tigers and bears out there. <laughs> I just got off subject that. But what I'm saying is that, you know, we uh you know, it's just this the the ecosystem of six. You know, and you know, and the funny thing about it on that uh that show Tiger King, that's another thing. You know, these guys would they was getting these tigers, they call them what Lord uh tiger pet cub petting or whatever. How this one guy was on there, he was getting these cubs, taking them to Las Vegas in su- suitcases, having these parties, and he was having these big orgies. Well, they weren't having no orgy, he was the only guy. And he was luring these other goods up to the hotel room, right? To, to, uh, to pet these little cubs. Now, him and his wife were swangers, right? And his wife was fine, so he was banging his old lady. His old lady was getting other old ladies, banging all these chicks just by petting these little, uh, these little, uh, Tigers, these little tigers, little baby tigers. Y'all gotta watch that show. That show crazy. Tiger, Tiger King. That's a crazy show. That, but I done got all off sub subject. What I was throw out my mind is because I'm just talking right now. I ain't got no little platform. But the whole what I'm saying about the whole in, in, in uh, the whole impression thing here of uh, of the the economy of sex here, not sex, the economy of impressing people. You know, like I say, we boy, that's how I was thinking about them, but because we locked inside the house now, you know, we got to watch Netflix. Netflix went down and all that kind of stuff, all these little minutes. We can't enjoy these, all these little minutes that we didn't pay for, you know. It's like people got swimming pools. They spent, they spent uh, thousands of dollars a year to keep their swimming pool up in their backyard. But right now, they kind of like it is now. They don't want to go in their backyard and swim. They'd rather get in their car and try to go to a beach somewhere. They, they, you know, they really rather go somewhere. They can't enjoy. They can't enjoy five minutes being around. They being, you know, being around their family. Like the guy was telling me, he said, you know, when this Corona thing over with, I wonder how many divorces is gonna be. Because if this thing don't end fast, a lot of folks gonna get. Because because women folks say they ain't used to being around their husbands all day, and husband dang sure ain't used to being around them kids all day and that wife. Because nine times out of ten, they're, 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 they're at the point to where they ain't probably ain't having sex anyway. You know, now she now she's not she's not an asset to him. She's a liability because they they they, they way past the sex stage. So now he got to stay home and look at her face all day. You know, then she really realized who she married, and that same about for him too. You know, then he got to hear them kids out. He he used to go on to work. He used to go on to, go, go on to work flirting, looking at other little gals. 
Now he got to come home and, and, and look at this woman that when he met her, man, this woman was so beautiful, so fine. When I met her, now look at her. Cut, dog. I only, 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 only tolerate her because I got to pay for it now. <laughs> I'll just get at the bottom, take it out the fact. I don't think, I don't think that. But think about it. You got to be home with her all day. You can't go to work or you can't go hang out with the fellas. You got to look at her. And nine times out of ten, y'all are in the same room. Nine times out of ten, you either in your man cave, bored as heck, right? Because there ain't nothing on TV. Because they ain't playing no, because them other homo sapiens ain't got no activities going on. So you can watch them in them little uniforms. You know what I mean? Think about it. Like football players. Why you put football players in, in tight, play, tight clothes like that? Huh? Them, nah, Volleyball, beach volleyball. I have no problem with beach volleyball. I have no problem with the uniforms on girls' be beach volleyball. I have no problem with that. But these guys, you want to put them in these uniforms to make it tight, so we can appeal, <coughs> so we can appeal to women and also other men to come to the game. That's all I'm saying. Nothing wrong with beach volleyball. I would not change women's beach volleyball uniforms for nothing. I think it's hot out there, and them gals are playing, and them sometimes 100 degrees. They need to have on less as possible. <laughs> That's just my opinion, not the facts, right? But what I'm saying is that this. When, they, when every five years, a wife need new furniture. Ain't nothing wrong with that furniture. Only thing wrong with that furniture is that all them kids that, that, that came out of her body, they ruined that furniture. So that's her problems, right? Because you got to buy, you got to buy furniture every year, right? Right? You every five years or every three years, you got to buy her a new car. You got to buy her something shiny right here. You think about all the money that you're spending now. You add all this up, right? You doing this because you got you got to keep it present. Remember, my daddy always said, whatever you do to get somebody, you got to keep doing it. You got to keep doing it, right? So let me take y'all on, 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 on a little adventure right here. I'm taking on a little adventure. Okay. I'm going to take this. Like I said, now I'm not talking about, I'm going to talk about male and female. I'm talking about what they call that word heterosexual. We're going to look at something from a heterosexual point of view. Okay. All right. Young fella grows up, right? Young fella coming up, right? He, he, he get his first job at like public grocery store. You know, matter of fact, I got a good example for y'all because I've seen this example here. I watched a little young fella here, you know, um, I was uh, talking, to this, talking to this one girl one time, and we was at a carnival, and she knew this. She she knew this little young girl, right? This is a pretty little young girl, right? She was a pretty little young girl, and she was with this young fella. They probably were like fifteen, maybe sixteen, right? And you can tell that the little young girl. You can tell she was bossy, right? You can tell she's a bossy, you know. You teach the bossy girl, and she was ordering that. She was ordering the little fella around, like you know, like he was a little puppy. You know, I look at that fella, I say, man, that fella, that boy, he gonna have, he gonna have some heck on his hands. If he, if he continue to be with that gal there, when he get older, he gonna have to work his tail off to keep that gal satisfied and happy. Cause every little place that they go, he was spending money buying something for going in his pocket. And the gal that I was with say, well, she see, you know, she say, well, the little gal there, he say, well, you know, he works at a place called Publix, which is a grocery store. And the little gal, she has like a little credit card that he he gives her a little credit card that whatever she wants something, she can just go online and order it. Now, see, he's setting a bad standard for that little gal. Now, let me tell y'all something. When I was young, I did some sucker stuff too, so I'm not talking about that little young fella, okay? 
I did some sucker, and also did some sucker, uh, sucker stuff here a, uh, a couple months back. Until I woke up, until I woke up out of my trance, I don't know what the hell was wrong with me. But what I'm saying here, I look at that little fella and that gal. See, she gonna be one of them gals that they gonna be using fellas for their little money, or you know, she may be sideways, turning out sideways. But still, whoever takes care of her when she get older, whether it's a man or a female, going to be spending some money on her. Because see, he's setting that, he's setting that pattern now, and see, she knowing that, she knowing that she can get something for nothing. You see what I'm saying? She's seeing that, right? So I'm looking at this. I'm saying, I'm saying, wow. And I can look at something, right? And 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 I can morph it years. I can morph it years. I say, man, just take that little that that little gal that that little fella that you know, good good little fella at a young age, hard working. What do that little fella want, right? Now I know y'all talk about relationship. That fella don't about no damn relationship. That fella wants sex. That's a fine little young girl. He ain't looking at that little young girl talking about he wanna he wanna marry her because he love her for the rest of he look at that little girl young girl like he want he want he he want he wants what's in her panties. That's all he want. But in his mind, right, because of the way society conditions is, right, he gotta go through this thing like it's a relationship and and ain't when you when you're 16, 17, ain't nobody gonna be there with you for the rest of your life. I got married when I was 18. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I just wanted some sex. Man, I ain't know nothing about all that old stuff. Right? Let me tell you, I, 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 I did some sucker stuff. I'll tell you, I'll tell you some story with that. Some of the sucker stuff I did. I'll be rich right now, all the money I done spent messing around with some something that I don't about, care about than I'm handing a, 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 a can of beans right now. Man, you take what's between your legs and, and, <laughs> and jump off the cliff with it. And I hope you got in that. I hope you got a parachute. See, when you let stuff drive you at a young age, we we let our sexual hormones drive us. Now that little young man there, he that little young man over the course of his life, he gonna he, what he gonna do is he gonna see gonna see a little pretty young girl like her. They gonna hook up, right? He gonna he, he gonna he gonna be working his butt off to satisfy her. Probably within two years, if they get married, she gonna have a kid. Now the whole center of the universe gonna be around that kid, not getting to know her. He's not gonna have all the opportunities to enjoy that nice fine body, cause that nice fine body is gonna fade away. And I'm gonna tell y'all something, y'all women out there. Now this is just this is me talking now. I wish this was me talking a couple months ago. I'd be a whole lot more richer, right? Women, when women have kids, I don't give a damn what she look like, right? Her coochie depreciates, right? It depreciates, right? What I mean by depreciation is, just like anything else, when it's new, it has a value. When it gets old, it has a depreciated value. A woman have one kid, I don't care how good she work out or whatever, her coochie ain't the same. Her head ain't the same. She depreciates in value. Because if you got an opportunity to take a fine gal with no kids and a fine gal with kids, even one kid, which one are you gonna take? I'm gonna take the fine guy with no kids. That's fresher. That's like you go to go to the store. You go to go to the store, it's called a thing called first in, first out. When you're dealing with product, like you get a loaf of bread, right? When you go to bread, you want you, you want to look at the date and you want to rotate it by first in, first out. You don't go to the grocery store and just pick up the, the bread that's in front, because the bread that they put in the front is the bread they're trying to get rid of now. That's depreciated. 
That's like a that's like a girl. You go there and that girl got one, two kids, and you got and you, and, and, and the girl got no kid. Why are you wasting if you if 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 you want to spend money on women? And like I say, I'm the perfect sucker. Okay, no problem. That's why I can tell y'all this. Like I told y'all before, I'm not like Jesus. I'm not giving y'all advice, and I ain't never spent so. I ain't never been through nothing. I can give y'all this advice now because I've been through these things, so I can tell y'all, right? You know, you you know, if, if you dealing with if you dealing with a gal and she got one or two kids and she ain't with the baby daddy, then what the hell you want her for? Think about it. What the hell you want? if the real if the real if the daddy who 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 uh who who uh, who cipher these kids if he don't want her he don't want to take care of her kids. What the hell you gonna take care of him for? Something got me wrong with her. She crazy as a busy bug probably. So I got me wrong with her. Now here you come along is you you know she look fine in clothes because you ain't never seen her without no clothes on. She look everything look fine in clothes. You get some of these guys wear these spandexes. Oh, those spandexes be looking good. Man, they take those spandexes out, everything fall down. Because kids, what kids do to a woman's body, I'll tell y'all now, kids takes away from a woman's body. When a woman have a kid, it takes away from her body. Her body isn't as firm as it was last year. Because kids take away from that body. You see what I'm saying? A woman got a nice, fine body. You get her, you hook up with an old man. My wife was so fine when I met her. They say, whoa, see that word, W-A-S? She was so fine when I met her. But then when the kids came, because a woman can be so fine and so strong, but when she had that baby, that baby takes away from that body. That body get looser. Maybe she get them stretch marks. Then she maybe she got to hit the gym and work out extra hard. But see, see, a woman ain't gonna work out for long. If woman, if it's not, she's not addicted to working out, she ain't gonna work out for long. She may work out for a little bit to keep her body up, but then she only gonna work wake, work out a little bit to keep her body up because she knows other women out there that's in competition with her. So she's not working working out because she wanna work out. She's working out because she's got other competition out there, especially now with Instagrams and Facebook, where her husband can look at other gals. They got a potential for him of leaving her because now her body ain't the way it was. And she know how her body look because she gets in the mirror every day. Now, like I say, the perception is, when, that, when, she, when, she, when she had that one baby, it takes away from her body. She loses a little something. Maybe gains stretch marks, her body in the firm. Now she got this tummy now that she got to try to get rid of. She got to figure out how to get rid of. Because if not, daddy going to be looking at somebody else pretty soon. Unless she got him so wrapped up and whooped in the head, working every day his butt off to pay for all these things, that he ain't got time to be looking at nothing else, right? Except when he go to work, you know, he be looking at everything up when he go to work, because he be looking at everything compared to his wife. I said, man, I remember, remember, remember when my wife was that fine. <laughs> Y'all see what I'm saying? Y'all understand what I'm saying here? Y'all see what I'm saying? He be thinking himself, right? So he goes on, so now... She didn't have one kid, right? And the body ain't defined on it because it's depreciating. Now she had two kids. Body depreciating more, right? Then now he look at her. She ain't as fine as she used to be. Now she got these kids. She, her voice don't sound as beautiful as it used to sound. Now she irritating to him. Now he can't get, he can't wait to get out of the house. Not because so much because her. She don't want to be, he don't want to be around these damn kids. Because he ain't want no kids anyway. He was trying to enjoy her body. They were trying to enjoy each other. Now they got these dang kids. Now the world has changed. So he gets on out of there. So now you come along, you see in them fine clothes, you be saying, oh man, she fine. I want some of that. You don't know how she look. You ain't never seen. You ain't never test, test driving. 
You don't buy no car. You don't buy no car. You don't even buy a used car without test driving it, do you? Anybody ever buy a used car without test driving it? Now, I'm dead now. I, I can tell y'all about life. Like I say, I'm not like Jesus. I done been through things. I can tell y'all things that I have been through. Right? I done paid a hell of a price to get y'all this advice. So y'all have to see. Y'all y'all have to go through all this stuff here. Y'all can listen to me. I already paid the price for y'all. Only here I do is donate a little money to my little pie talk so I give me some cigars when, when this corona thing leave. <laughs> right? I done paid the price for y'all. Right? She'd appreciate it. Her value, her value now is only her value is only now what she can what her value is her perception. That's her value. Her value is her perception. Right? What she can make a guy think, right? That's what her value is, her perception. But see, perception always dissipates with reality. Cause like I say, women can put put spandex on, oh my goodness, oh she's so fine. Oh she did. Man, she take them damn spandex out, hold everything fall apart. Raise up a shirt, she got stretch marks, cuts all, cuts all down her stomach. She had them cuts down her stomach before she had them kids. Oh, I had a, a C-section. C-section? Look, girl, look like you got cut by Zorro. <laughs> or you got cut by a bad surgeon, right? <laughs> Maybe Kevorkian did. <laughs> Maybe Kevorkian did your C-section. You don't see that. You see on there, you see the perception. Right? So here you go, you go, you go getting involved with these, what I call recycled women. You get involved with these recycled women, right? These, you know, these women who have been through things, now they're back on the market, and you think that there's value in them, right? You know, so now you take their baggage on, right? You take their baggage, baggage on, right? Why you take their baggage, baggage on? You take their baggage on, we you know, with the, with the kids and all that kind of, you take their bag, baggage on because of sex, right? Because, you know, when she put it on you in bed, it was on you on, on you so good in bed that now you think, oh, I'm going to keep this for the rest of my life. And then you keep it for the rest. You end up buying it. You buy it with some of what the other fella didn't want. Right? You buy it with the other fella didn't want. Right? And it may be good to you, but now you find yourself paying for it. You see what I'm saying? You paying for it. Now, a man, to me, a man never loses his value. Only time a man loses his value is when he get old and, and he can't earn. As long as a man is strong and healthy and he can earn, he always have value, no matter how many kids he got. He can have an old harem of kids, not, not, not to do nothing with. I'm just saying he can have a whole lot of harem of kids. As long as he paying for them, he okay. You know, a woman ain't going to never come up to him and say, oh, well, he got six kids. I don't want him, girl. No. She wants him to get, well, he got six kids, but he make how much money? She want him. You know, look at that one basketball player. I don't say no name, but that one basketball player. You know, he had like four kids. You know, he's the best, best basketball player in the world. Now, he got some other little young guy. They got two little, two, two little kids. Now, that guy say, well, he got... X amount of kids and got to pay ex wife all this more money. Oh no, he, he ain't got nothing. No, that little, that little young girl married him because he still got earning potential. Not here. She had two little young kids for him. So she's set for life. She's smart. As long as a man got value, a woman don't care how many kids he got. As long as he got value, he's still making money. But see, a man, he ain't like that. A man go on sex. If she look fine, oh man, I'm going to get some of that. And then he get it and she put it on it right. Now, 
he paying for another man's liability. Now that man is called transfer of liability. When a man marry a gal or get hooked up with a gal and paying for that gal kids by somebody else, that's called a transfer of liability. <laughs> that just, I just made up. Why should like that? Transfer of liability is when you pay for somebody else's. But why do you do it? Huh? Why do we do it? Now, here we go. Like this one little fella I know. I'm going to tell y'all. And see, see, the, see, the people who make things, see, they love marriage. They love marriage. They love the whole ecosystem that surrounds marriage. They wouldn't need to make a new car every six months if it wasn't for people desire to impress each other. They wouldn't need to make furniture every day if it wasn't for people's desire to impress other people. Especially in marriage. See, that's why they want to make marriage you know, uh, between a husband and a man and they want to make all this legal stuff around marriage because marriage generates a whole lot because when you get married, you will, you will spend all that money on getting married. You will spend a heap more money on vacation, traveling to get married, uh, uh, honeymoon. You're going to spend money. Now you got to go out and buy a house for this gal, right? Now you got to go out and furnish a whole house. And everything on TV, if y'all look at TV, everything on TV appeals to women. You know, it, 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 you know, you may have you may have some of the things like the Home Depot, you come buy your tools here. If, if, it's, if you come buy your tools here, why they got women on there advertising for like the Home Depots and Lowe's and stuff? Because they're trying to appeal to to, 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 to men and and to, 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 uh, to women. They're trying to get women in, in, into, the, into the game. Hey, women, you can use these tools too. One of the smartest things the NFL did was when they got women involved. And this is what baseball didn't do. When NFL got women involved in football, they, they ratings and they profits went out the roof. When they start marketing toward women, NBA, the same thing, start marketing through women. And now NFL, NFL market through women by the, like I told y'all, the football uniform. You put men in tight uniforms with the, with, 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 with the penises sticking out the front. Women see that. This is the first thing men and women gravitate to when they see each other. Is they, don't, they look at the face and then they, look, they try to look between the legs. Women do the same thing to men. Woman, look at your face. They try to look between your legs. See what you got between your legs if it's poking out. Me, I know for myself, the first thing I, I glance at the face, and I look, <laughs> I look for the camera too. <laughs> I just tell y'all the facts, now. I look at the hell. Sometimes when I'm walking on the track or something, I put my sunbonnet down. I look, I look, see what, see how fat the camera toe is. Hey, look, we in public, so I ain't bothering nobody. But hey, you know, hey, <laughs> I see how fat that thing is. <laughs> That's how we do it. That's what we What the NFL do. NFL and college, they, they get them young in college though. Now they try to get them in high school, put them in these tight clothes, and put them out there. That's that's sexy. I mean, one. I mean, look, one of the best sports that I've ever seen in my life is two. Besides women volleyball, I love women volleyball. Those girls are so athletic. <laughs> and lingerie football. Oh, did I love lingerie football? I think lingerie football is the second best sport in the world besides 
female volleyball, beach, female beach volleyball. Let me correct myself. Female beach volleyball, number one, and then lingerie football. I think those are some of the best sports. And, man, I tell you, I really love those two. But one of the smart things NFL did was the NFL started marketing the women. What happened when they, when they did? They, everything went out, went up. Because now, right, women are allowed into the man cave, right? Now women, now you got to have more food. Now you're going to buy more jerseys, right? You're going to buy a jersey for not just your son. You got to buy a jersey for your little gal now. So now you got grandmas buying jerseys. So now you got whole families buying jerseys. New jersey, last jersey I bought was Detroit Lions jersey. Probably about 2006. I paid $78 for that damn thing. I'll never buy another jersey again in my life. But I love my Detroit Lions. I don't have to worry about Detroit Lions winning. See, I'm a Detroit Lions fan, so I have, I have absolutely no stress. All these teams, is my team going to win? I know my team ain't going to lose. <laughs> I mean, I know my team ain't going to win. I have absolutely no stress when I watch my team. I just watch my team because I love my sorry Detroit Lions. <laughs> I have no stress at all. I don't worry about if they're going to make the playoffs. I don't worry about nothing with my Detroit Lions. I just enjoy watching my Detroit Lions because they're going to get beat. It's just a matter about how bad they get beat. They're going to they gonna win the whole game. They're going to win first quarter, second quarter, third quarter. And they're going to come back and lose the fourth quarter. That's just the way they are. But I have no stress. I have no stress at all. <laughs> but the, but the, I like what the NFL did. NBA did that too. They did that too. They did a good job marketing to women. Because now you get the families involved. You see what I'm saying? If you get the wife go to the game, right, with the husband, now you get the kids go to the game. So you got that whole ecosystem that you got. The only one that's like a fool that didn't do it was baseball. Baseball has not marketed, marketed to women because baseball is full of old bigotes anyway. You see what I'm saying? Old sexy bigotes anyway. They, they haven't got smart to start to market towards women. And I can tell them how to do that. All they got to do is is uh, put their baseball men in tighter clothes, like like you know, like the NFL. You know, put them in, put them in little tighter, tighter britches. You know, and, and have, let, let them have tattoos and let them have you know, show a little bit more skin and stuff like that. You know, baseball just got too much uniform. Start letting your baseball players wear shorts. The uniform say, I now look, I'm giving too much away right now because if y'all start doing this, I need some money now. Put your baseball players in shorts. So the long pants. You know, put them in some shorts. You know, put them in some shorts, put them in some short shirts where their muscles can show. You know, market, market to women. Your baseball ratings will go up, fools. Tell y'all how to make money. Get them out of all them old-fashioned uniforms, long pants and long shirt, all that kind of stuff. Tell y'all how to make money. Y'all won't listen to me. (laughs) But everything is marketed towards women, right? Because if you leave it up to a man, you know, a man ain't gonna go out and buy no car every year. Like me. I've had my same 2007. I got a classic. Mitsubishi Goodlot. Bought it up in California. 2004, I mean. I got 2004. Classic. I'm looking at it right now. Boy, that's a pretty thing. I done had that car. I done had it seven years. Right? I done had that car seven years. No. Yeah, I've had that car seven years. And have no intentions on buying a new car. That's because I'm not out here trying to impress nobody. See, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to impress you, little gals. I, I don't give a damn about you. I ain't trying to impress you. Right? I ain't trying to impress nobody. 
Had that car seven years. Runs good. Paid for. $60 a month for my insurance. And let me tell you something. If, if somebody rear in me or hit me in an accident, I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be mad just like if I was driving a Mercedes Benz or something. I'm going to be mad. Cause that my, that my car. My car paid for. Now you, he, he, you, you tell my car, now I got to go out and spend money on another one. <laughs> I'm mad. I love my car. I don't even like people parking park close to me. Don't, don't, don't bang my doors. I don't like that. My car paid for. It's a classic. I don't owe nobody. I don't owe nobody. Now, like I told you before, I don't own that car because the state owns it. The state owns the title to it. I have a certificate of title. All right? So, technically, it's not my car. It's the state's car. But I'm driving around in the state car, but it's paid for. I don't pay a car note on it. Now, y'all go back and listen to my old podcast. Y'all tell you what I mean by that. Right? Because you don't own, you never own your house and you never own, you never own your car. Okay? See, I'm good. See, my stuff paid for. You married. And see, if I, when I was married, about every, every year, I was buying another car for my wife because I had to keep her happy. I had to keep her. I had to keep her riding good because you want a man want to see, or oh, she man want should want to see his his woman riding good, looking good, right? You should want to do that, right? And, and should want to do that, you gonna spend some money. I ain't got that headache no more. But when you marry, you got that. You know, I had to I had to buy furniture. You know, every year I had to buy new furniture. See that furniture old night buy furniture. You had to keep money, keep stuff on the house. Had to keep a house a house upkeep. You know, new roofs, water, water, water heater. Something always going bad around the house you're spending money on. You're out there in the yard. You got to keep the yard up. See, where I'm at right here, I ain't got to cut no grass. I got to cut no grass where I'm at right here now. You see, I didn't, what I have, what I have done was I've looked at all my life experience, all the resources, the energy, not just the money, but the resources, the energy, the time, the stress that I've dealt with buying into this perception or of relationships, you know, long-term relationships or, or, or getting married. For some people, it just ain't for them. And I have realized now, and I've wasted a whole lot of time and money myself, realizing that it ain't for me. Y'all keep that marriage crap. I done tried it. I tried it y'all way. Now the rest of part of my life here, if this corona don't take me out, I'm going to do things my way. I'm going to do things the way that's comfortable for me. And see, I've, I've know about this illusion things. And this illusion thing is everything in this thing is built around trying to make somebody happy and not entail spending money. Everything y'all do, y'all spend money to either make that other person happy or either create an illusion for yourself like you happy. You know what I mean? But let me tell you something. Only thing a man need. I'm telling you, I keep telling you, only thing a man need. Only thing a man need is a roof over his head, food in his house, and a hole to stick his thing in. That's all a man need. That's all a man need, a hole to stick his thing in. That's it. You don't need a whole lot of money. I got a, I got, I got a nephew right now. And I think my nephew is, a, is the real version of me, actually. My nephew has never been married. My nephew probably about maybe about 34, 35. Ne still lives with my mom. Got his little spot in the basement. 
He's got a he's he's, he's got his license for air conditioning and cooling. Can do that anytime he want to. Smart. My nephew goes to work, comes home. My nephew does what he want to do in his little basement. He got an old Ford. He got an old Ford car, like a rust bucket. He gets him to work and back home, and wherever else he got to go, come back home. He only been with one woman. And he said, "That's he say sex is overrated." He say, "Unk sex is overrated." I don't know what y'all get out of that. He says overrated. Smart, handsome, muscles bigger than mine. But all that stuff like that, it doesn't appeal to him. Impressing other people don't appeal to him. What it what appeals to him is learning. Very educated is learning. Right? Learning. Doing what he want to do when he want to do it. And he's not antisocial. But he likes to be around people. He's quiet around people. He likes to be around people that he likes to be around. When he likes to be around, because really, he likes me. He don't like, he don't like be around people too much. I mean, I can be around people. It's cool, but I have to, I have, I have to get away. I need my time away from people. I get around people and I, and I enjoy them. But then I like to, I like to, I like to come back to my own little spot and decompress. But my nephew, he's a combination of my daddy. He's a combination of me. All this, all this stuff, like all this stuff, impressing people. That ain't him. The little fella ain't got nothing but money. Cause he don't shop. He don't buy nothing. He don't. He buy. He got his food. Like this looker on the thing. It ain't bothering him. Cause he used to. He he used to isolation. That's his thing. Cause in his, his isolation, I mean the boy got. Books and tapes and stuff on stuff where he learned and that karate stuff, you know, all that stuff. You know, his mind, he's just so intelligent or his mind sucks up so much information. It's like me. I can learn a whole lot of stuff, but I can't regurgitate a whole lot of stuff verbally. But I know it is in my head. But see, different, different from me, from me, from him is that society, when I was coming up, impressed something upon me that wasn't impressed upon him. Society impressed upon me that you had to be married, wife and kids and this and that. So I, all my life, I tried to conform to those things and lost a whole lot of resources. But that wasn't me. My personality is like him. See, this is what was impressed upon him. Right. And he, he's much happier, much calmer. The young man has no strength. You tell my nephew something and he'll be like, OK, go <laughs> about his way. Always the same. Nothing but money. Nothing but money. Because he don't spend on anything. He works every day. He comes home. He's buy what he needs to buy. This corona thing ain't bothering him. He's chilling. He's like, hey, he tell you, I got everything I need in there. All the food he need, everything he got, he got in there. He don't need, he don't need to go to the grocery store. He don't need to. You don't need to run every five minutes. You don't need to stress about is the kids. Do I need to feed the kids? Or or do I do the wife need this? Or how we gonna make it? How we gonna pay the bills on this? He don't need to do all that stuff. He he be, he be living with mom for the last twenty some years. He good. He not worried. All this stuff here don't bother him. See all this stuff out here that's going on right now bothers. Bothers you because 
You got all these things that you got to pay for. You got all these illusion, these, 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 these illusionary things that make somebody happy that you got to pay for. You see? And now, I don't have to pay for that stuff. I don't have to pay for it. Don't too much bother me. Don't bother me at all. I have, I personally, I have zero debt. Zero debt. Oh, the only debt I have is to pay my rent. I don't want to buy no house. If I don't want to buy a house, it'll never be my house. Oh, for the for the for little tax break you're getting every year. What a joke. That little tax, let me tell y'all something about it. Let me tell you that to myself. That little tax break you buy on that house, you say, well, at the end of the year, I get the right X amount of dollar off that dollars off on my house. You know, on my income tax, right? And I get a little bit more back. That is such a big illusion because what you're not compensating for, how much money did you spend a year on top of your house payment? Okay. Now let's think about this thing here. Now just say you buy a brand new house, right? You buy a brand new house, you know, say you say your brand new house, say it's a $200,000, okay? $200,000 brand new house, okay? You're probably, you're probably spending probably about, I'm going to say, maybe $1,200 a month, you know, $1,200, $1,300 a month uh, on that house, okay? Now, you got all these utilities you got to pay. You got light bill, you got water bill, you got trash bill that you got to pay, okay? All that, and you got, you got your insurance, right? Maybe you have an escrow account and your insurance is rolled, rolled into your house payment every month. Okay, now just think about it. Throughout the year, you're doing things. Now you want to keep your yard up. How much money you spend a year on keeping your yard up? You can't claim your yard on your taxes now. Think about what I'm saying here. You can't claim your yard, what you spend on that yard on your taxes. Say, say you got uh, say you want uh, uh the water heater break down. You got to put a new water heater break down, or maybe you got to repair something. You know. Or maybe you got to put, or maybe you bought furniture. All the stuff that you spend outside of your mortgage. Listen to what I'm saying. All the money that you spend outside of your mortgage. Count all that up. And then count up how much they give you back on taxes. You ain't, you're not getting ahead. That house, that, that house ain't benefiting you because you, because you can write your mortgage up at the end of the year. Look at all the money that you just spent out throughout the end of the year outside of your mortgage payment. Just say your escrow and your mortgage is thirty is fourteen hundred dollars a month, right? Your escrow, yeah, now your escrow is your insurance, or your escrow is is your is your insurance and your house payment. Say that's fourteen hundred dollars a month, right? That's your mortgage. That's what you can write off on your mortgage. But what about all the money that you spend throughout the year on other stuff, upkeeping that house? You can't write that off on your taxes. Well, but I think some of it you can, but a lot of it you can't. Maybe you put a new roof on that, you can write the new, new new roof off. But 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 if you put a new sprinkler system in the yard, you can't write that new sprinkler system off. A lot of stuff you can't write off. And you add up all that stuff, but I'm just saying you add up all the stuff that you can't write off on your taxes at the end of the year, right? And then compare that to how much how, uh, uh, how much they're giving you back on, on, on tax off your mortgage and see and, and see how that balance out. Eat. House ain't no benefit. So I rent. Sure do. Got, got me a guy. I rent. And I'm going to keep renting. Because I don't want to be tied down. Plus, it ain't no benefit. You losing or you losing buying that house. 
Plus, you got the high upkeep. I'm renting anything break down. They got to come fix their stuff because they just that stuff. I'm okay. I got to pay to live anyway. But I'm paying for me to live and not nobody else. So that's what I say about all this illusion stuff. People talking about my house is an asset. How much you spend? Oh, I, well, at least I get the right sum off in the year. You get the right sum off at the end of the year, but how much did you spend outside of the stuff that you allowed to write up? How much did you money you spend on all them other things? On the upkeep of that house that you can't write off on your taxes. Add all that money up compared to what the little money they gave you off on your little tax write off. You ain't getting ahead. But we believe all these illusionary things. I tell y'all, we believe in these illusionary things. We buy in these perceptions. And everything in our economy in the United States is based on money. Everything is money driven. Huh? Even, even your church is money driven. Look at right now with this corona thing. What the biggest, one of the big illusions is this church thing. We want to tell y'all about uh, 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 religion save you and prayer save you and all this kind of stuff. Like this. People, people can't go to church. They don't even want you to sit in church. Six, six. If these people believe in church like they do, they don't want you social distancing. And you got closed churches down. The church can't say, wait a minute, that's God's house. If God is real, then they should be taken care of. Y'all believe this is illusionary stuff. And the churches are mad. Churches are mad. Churches are mad because they closed because they ain't making no money. The preacher ain't making no money because he the preacher get paid off of who? He gets paid off the people. But see, some of these preachers gonna still get paid. But see, some of these people they believe in this religion so much, they gonna be like, oh, we gotta take care of the pastor. We ain't working, but we still gotta donate more money because we gotta help take care of the pastor. These are all these illusionary things. And churches like church churches want these families because families is how they make money. If people was like me, they wouldn't make no money. If people was like my nephew, they wouldn't make no money. Because my nephew ain't going to church getting nobody no money. What I need you for? And that's the whole thing about it. When y'all look at it, what you need somebody for? Now, I don't want to get off the tour that way. Y'all, my thing on prostitution, man, let me tell you something. Prostitution sounds like a bad name, bad word. But let me say, ain't nothing wrong with it. Ain't nothing wrong with it. You know, if... I wasn't raised the way, if I wasn't raised on the, the, the dates and times when, you know, people practice this little uh, uh, marriage with two kids, a, a house and a dog, white picket fence and, and, and a station wagon. If I wasn't raised during that time, I would have a different perception or I would have a bit different thought pattern when it comes to marriage or when it comes to relationship. Me, myself, I'll tell you the perfect relationship. Perfect relationship is one that where you ain't gotta where you, where you ain't gotta spend money to upkeep every day on, all month, or every year on. Perfect relationship is look, you find one of them little gals out there, right? You know, whatever your little purpose is, I'm like right now I'm talking about heterosexual now. I'm talking about heterosexual now. You find one of the little gals out there if you fella, you know, look man, give her a few dollars, you know, she may she may she may, she may need a light bill paid, right? She may need a light bill paid. Well, you know. She take care of you. Nope. You know what? I'm gonna give y'all a perfect story. Get the perfect story. When I when I was a young fella in ninth grade, ninth uh, ninth, ninth matter of fact, perfect story. Ninth grade high school. Um, my mom rented this room off uh, room off to this uh, guy named Pop. At the time, Pop was probably about I would say Pop was about seventy two at the time, right? Because actually, I had met because right up the street from our house, we lived on the main street in Michigan at the time, and uh, the grocery store right up the street. If you go to walk to the grocery store, 
you pass by this old rooming house this lady had and had this old man used to always sit out there, right? And he was always nicely dressed. And me, I always like old folks, so I always stop and talk to him. Well, the lady, the lady was moving or something was happening and they had to move. So I talked to my mom about renting the room out to Pop. So Pop came to stay with us, right? Pop had a room in the back. Now, every once a month, Pop had had had, had this old gal come by. And I think at the time she was probably in her, maybe she was in her, maybe I would say late 50s, mid 50s. Oh, uh, no, she was probably in her 50s at the time. Now that I'm thinking about it. I was in her 50s at the time, you know, like maybe 52, 53. She would come by once a month. And I and now my room was on the was was on the front of the house. Pop room was in the back of the house, right? And when you come into the front door of the house, and like I said, my my, my big window faced the street, so if people in the driveway, I can see them. And when you come into the house, you had to come up the stair stairways, right, uh, close to my room, and then walk down the hallway. Now it had a back stairway where you go out the back door, but people would always come up up the front stairway, and then walk back to Pop room. So she would come, and I I start seeing this pattern forming, right. And every time she 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 would come there, right? She'll come in, and she'll go straight to the back room back there. Papa closes the door. Now Papa never closes door, never closes door, right? Papa closes the door, like you know, maybe five minutes later, she come out and she go down the stairs and she leave. And then I come out my room and I go back to Papa's room. His door be open, and Pop be sitting in, in his in his little chair. With his britches down his ankles. <clears throat> like, what, Pop? What the hell? You got your pants down to your ankles, you know? And he would tell me, he said, boy, come here and help me put my britches up. And I would have to go over and lift Pop pants up off his ankle. And Pop, put that thing away, Pop, and help me pull his pants up. <laughs> with his dagger leg. Pop, put that thing away and pull, pull his pants up. And I said, I said, Pop, what are you doing? He said, boy, he said, he said, look. He say, Papa have no debts, no bills. Pop say, I get that gal at $50 a month. He say, that gal come over here. She helped me clean my pipes out, give me a few pumps, and I'm okay. I give her $50 a month. I was like, wow. Now, $50 a month at that time was a lot of money. I was like, wow. I ain't get, could get my head around. See, I should have been learning from Pops. And Pops did tell me, he say, he say, boy, he say, a wife and kids is the biggest bill that you have in your life. And I didn't, I didn't learn. Now, my nephew learned it because I told this story to my nephews a lot of times. I didn't learn it because I was still under, I still had stuff ingrained in me from when I was a lot younger. But that's how Pop lived until he died. Now, Pop did have a daughter. He did have a daughter. He never got married, but he had a daughter. And he took care of his daughter. Right, because she would come by occasion to get a little money from it the first of the month also. But Papa always kept money, a whole heap of money. Always kept himself nice and clean. Never, to, always loved talking trash to young gal, but, you never, but he never gave women any money. I think the only woman that he ever gave money, because eventually Papa lived with us for so long, you know, Papa became like, you know, my granddad. The only woman I ever seen Papa loan money to or give money to loan money to was my mother because she came like a daughter to him the only woman that he would kind of help out other than that pop said you live stress free he said i don't have to be worried about no wife i don't have to be worried about no kids 
He said, I just take care of me. Pop kept himself. Now, even at 70-something years old, he kept his pants iron, always wore a three-quarter jacket coat, had a, you know, had a, had a nice uh, kangaroo, not a kangaroo hat, but we used to call it Dobbs back in Detroit. Nice Dobbs hat, three-quarter jacket, always kept himself clean every day, went to church. Everybody at church loved Pop because he was like the father of the church, and he lived a good, simple life, and he was teaching me that. But somewhere along the way, I lost my path. I got I got caught up into materialism things. I got caught up in trying to impress other people. I kind of forgot the teaching, the foundation that Pop was showing me because he lived a good, simple life. And that's how I got married at 18 because I screwed up. And Pop, and that's what Pop was telling me about the biggest headache you have in your life, boy, is a wife because he saw the path I was going. But then I don't know what happened. I don't know. I'm trying, I can't think of what. How did Pop leave our life? Oh, no, what happened was I left. That's right, I left. When things started happening, I left home at eight, at, uh, at 18. And that's when I left. That's when me and Pop disconnected. I left home. Because, you know, when you're young, you start getting all high and mighty. You start you start getting your butt on your shoulders. Start thinking you know more than these folks do. And I, I went off. And ever since then, my biggest Achilles heel has been relationships because I'm not good. Me personally, I'm not good in relationship. I don't like long relationships, even with friends. You know, I have people that I know, my friends, but they know how I am. I'm not going to call you every day. I'm not going to hang around you every day. That's just not me. I see you when I see you, talk to you when I see you, but that's just not me. You see, I know people, but I don't like to hang around folks. And even in marriages, you know, it, I can only tell already a wife or a girlfriend for only so long. So all these years, all these years of accumulating, I've lost a whole lot of resources. But now my philosophy here, you know, as I go forward, you know, I don't know what going forward is. But whatever going forward is, I'm going to get back to my foundation. My foundation is how I lived. It's how Pop lived. I'm going to live a simple life, not a materialistic life. I'm going to live a simple life, not an impressive life, trying to impress somebody else. I'm going to keep my mind and my body healthy and clean as possible. The resources that I earn and that I, and the research that I earn and that I make, I'm going to use them when I need them. I'm not going to frivolously give them away off of, off of what I assume. Like the last thing that I was into. Knowing that spending money on something and giving my hard-earned money up on something that I don't even want, that I don't even care about, that I know they can't sustain. Craziest thing in my life. I don't know what the hell I was going through. But going forward, my life going to be simple. I like the way my life is. I like when I can look at my little car out there uh, or I mean, I, I can look out me and the state of Florida car out there, and it's paid for. Only I got to do, I got to pay the state of Florida for a tag every year. For one of their tags every year. I like when I can sit here and I'm surrounded by, you know, just what I need. You know, just what I need. I'm not surrounded by a whole lot of stuff that I got to pay for and everything. Everything that I need that I'm surrounded by now is paid for. I don't owe nobody for none of this stuff. And this is all I need. 
I can go to fridge there and there and I can get out there what I want. It's like when, like when I eat, when I eat, I eat what I want to eat. I don't have a whole fridge there full of stuff that somebody else wants too. When I go to the grocery store, I can go to the grocery store and buy what I want to buy. When I go to the grocery store, like when they, they, there's one gal, you know, a friend of mine that I was talking to, you know, I used to go to the grocery store with her sometime on Sunday. And she would have a basket full of full of food. She had two little girls. What she want, what that girl want, what that little girl want. Everybody had to be satisfied and basket just full of food. Spending like $150 every Sunday going to the grocery store. I'm, I'm looking at this, I'm observing this, but I'm not observing this with the mind that I'm looking at it now. But I'm always doing math in my head. I was saying to myself, shit, I couldn't feed them every week. I can't feed them every week. You know, but I don't know what was wrong with me at that time. We'll, we'll talk about that some other time. I don't know what was wrong with me at that time. I don't know what the hell I was going through in my head. Because it wasn't like the good was the finest, sexiest good in the world. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. And with two kids, too, shit, that was depreciated value. I don't know what I was thinking. But still, you look at this thing is, and I can look, sit back here now, and look at, look at myself and call myself a fool for the last time. Because that's unsustainable. That's not me. That's like me being in a marriage. Like always, when I got married, I woke up like, what the hell am I married for? I got to get out of here. <laughs> Buying into these illusions. See, when I go to the grocery store now, I get, I don't have to look, I don't have to satisfy three, four people. See, when you see people with them big old baskets full of food in the grocery store, that means that they got to take it, they got to take into account everybody in their household likes and dislikes. Then they got to think about what they want last. That's why they got whole baskets, some not two baskets full of food. See, that's why people going out and buy, see, I was thinking about this toilet paper thing. He buying all, don't know I'm wrong, people, why people buy all the toilet paper? Because if people standing inside their house and they eating all this food, what they're they going to do, they're going to defecate. And you got kids, kids have to have, kids have no concept when it comes to pulling toilet paper off rolls. You know, like when I go to the bathroom, you know, not to get too personal, but when I go to the bathroom, I, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I don't need that many panels of toilet paper. I don't need a whole roll wrapping my hand on toilet paper to do what I got to do. But see, kids, kids have no perception of how much toilet paper to take off the roll to do what they got to do. Because the parents ain't going to be in there with them to teach them anything. Because the parents are too busy on Facebook or Instagram to be watching their kids. So the kid go in the bathroom and they take a whole handful of half roll toilet paper to wipe their butt and throw it in the toilet and stop the toilet up. Because people don't watch their kids. But like but it goes back to like I say, I don't have that problem. I don't have that problem. I go to the store, I buy what I need. I got enough toilet paper for me. But see, but when you when you buy into what what uh what, what these advertisers and these promoters want, see that's why see that's why the biggest information out here is your uh, personal information. So they can find out what to market you, what they sell to you, what you like, what your friends like. So they can sell y'all most stuff. That way they would want to sell y'all most stuff. And y'all, most of y'all, y'all got all kind of stuff in your house, just full of material stuff that y'all done bought that you ain't playing with no more. But you want new stuff. So now Corona got everybody locked in, right? Can't nobody sell y'all no stuff. They mad because they can't sell y'all no stuff. And y'all mad because you can't go and buy no stuff. 
and the whole economy, I talk about the economy, is going to collapse. You know why the economy could collapse? Because it's built up, built up on illusion. It's built on material, built up on materialistic. And it, I'm to everybody, me too, everybody got hooked on this, on, on, on this game of, of fake money and buying and selling. Wall Street, who gives a damn about Wall Street? Wall Street, they, they want to tie the Wall Street in, in, into the company, into the country. That's how hedge funds and speculators. Go ahead and listen to my old podcasts. Hedge funds and speculators. That's how they came to market. The capitalize, the capitalize on the capitalize, capitalize off of materialistic uh, needs of people. And I can't say materialistic needs, materialistic perception of people. Because y'all want all this kind of stuff. And they market to women because they know women, men gonna men gonna please women. And they know other women gonna please women. Now the problem that they got is the gay men. <laughs> gay men ain't trying to impress no woman. You see what I'm saying? But them gay men gonna speak. Cause them, like I told y'all at the beginning, them, them, them gay men is age. Hey, shoot, they be on top of their thing. For as fashion and style, so they ain't worry about them. But the whole thing is built around women. All these material things that we have out here that we see that we got to buy is built around women. All. See what I'm saying? Now, I'm not saying a woman can't buy her own house. A woman can buy her own house. She can have no kid without no man, though. She can buy her own house. Right? And if she buy her own house, what's she going to do? She's still going to spend. Because she want her house to look good. And she's going to keep spending money. So they got it both ways. Target the woman. You're not going to talk to the man for spending because he ain't, because he going to be like my nephew and me now. He ain't going to spend no money. He ain't going out to buy no car every six months or no year. He ain't going out to buy no furniture. He ain't going out to do all this kind of stuff. He ain't going to do it. No man, he ain't going to do it. No single man. He ain't going to do it. He ain't going to buy no house. Not no, not, 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 not no single man that, no, no, dude. We got to keep Pornhub in your face. See, you got to have one of these vaginas. You gotta have one of these things or whatever your little like is. You know, you gotta have this stuff. See what I'm saying? So to have this stuff here, you gotta go out here and you gotta you can you can you can you, can, you gotta put some perception on. Get you that nice car. Get you them nice clothes. The smell good. You gotta get you a nice hair cut. You gotta get all because you gotta you gotta get you one of these vaginas, man. Look at Pornhub, you gotta get you one of these things. But they don't never say look like they do on Pornhub. Because when they start kicking all them babies out, now you depressed because you got to pay for all this stuff. You know what all these guys talking about? They have because they kid. Some of these guys listen to it. Oh, yeah, my kids is the greatest thing. You got doggone story. Stop telling that story. Your greatest kids is the age. That, man, you, you, look, I'm convinced myself of anything, too. When you got a whole heap of money, Beans of dollars, you can say, like, listen to one podcast. Oh, my kids, and oh, my kids are this. And my, they're just so. He's gone all the time. He on the road all the time. I bet, I bet, I bet with this Corona thing, and he's still gone because because he, he 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 head to his studio to do his podcast thing. So I bet if he was stuck like most other people at home with them kids twenty four seven, I wonder what he would say. They'd be driving him crazy. He couldn't wait to get back on the road or to the studio, possibly to get away, get away from home around them dang on kids. Kids, kids is easy to manage when you got a whole lot of money, right? You just pay to keep them out your head. <laughs> look, y'all, we're going out here. I thought enough crash, but look, y'all.
Y'all know me, man. Look, doing this little corona thing here, on a serious note, you know, I want y'all to take care of y'all self. I know a lot of times these people out here, these government folks out here, they be hoodwinking us on a whole lot of things, you know. But on this thing here, don't nobody know what's going on. But the only thing I like to say is just err on the side of safety. If them folks tell y'all to be at, a hobby, be at home at a certain time, y'all be at home at a certain time. Until you don't do something, don't do it. You know, just do what these folks say for right now. And however this thing turn out to be, and we come out on the other end of it, then we'll deal with that at that time. But the most important thing about, let's just be listening to all y'all's out there, okay, about, about, about uh, materialism, about buying all this stuff out here. And then you got then you got to pay for it. And then you then you worried about a job. You can't go to your job to make no money. How you gonna pay for it? How long you can you sustain? Also think about some of the careers that you go into. Some of these young kids out here, y'all trying to get these degrees and stuff that 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 uh that 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 that, that just ain't no good. One of the crazy things to me is that the government, you know, the government you you gonna get a small business loan, right? The government spends about $47,000 to lock a person up in prison a year. I know in California, the last figure that I had, right? $47,000. What if you give somebody $47,000 to start a business or that has an invention to create something that will create jobs? This is the most stupidest way, the way that we spend our money in this country is just crazy. All the money that we spend. Now they got off on something else now and I ain't going to do it. Look here. I'm going to get on out of here before I start talking trash again. There's some things just don't make no sense out, sense out here to me. I'm just saying, whatever, until we get past this corona thing, whatever folks tell y'all to do for us, you government officials, listen to these folks. Listen. Because if you don't know, don't assume you know and act like you don't know and go out here and be doing stuff that make it hurt somebody else. That's like drunk drivers. They tell you, and that's the crazy thing to me, drunk drivers. If you're drunk, fool, stay off the road. If you're drunk, if you like to drink, don't get in your car. Because usually when a drunk driver gets in the car and he gets in the accident, he don't, he don't hurt himself. He always kills somebody else. They're like the corona thing. Look at this like a drunk driver. You don't know. You don't know. It could be, you may get out here and you may get hit by one of these people with, with corona. They may not die, but you may die of corona. So just keep yourself safe as possible. Stay healthy, get some sun, but don't get around people. Go outside your house. Enjoy outside your house. You're paying mortgage on it. Go outside your house. You got a mortgage on it. You're paying a mortgage on it. Go outside your house. Spend time with your wife. You married her. She love your life. Marry. Spend time with her. This is the perfect time. You ain't got to go to work. Right? But you're trying to get with the fellas, though, ain't you? Because you get tired of being around her. Spend time with your wife. You married her. You say it's for life, right? Y'all get along. Y'all perfect. Spend time with your wife. At home with your wife. Around from around other, other people who been catching the corona thing. Right? Spend time with all these amenities y'all spend money on every month that you say you enjoy so much. Right? What'd you do? And while y'all doing that, I ain't got to pay for nothing. I'm just going to relax. Play with my computer. Watch my little Netflix. Go to the park by myself. Run around the park. Do my push-ups around the park. Work out. Come home. Sit outside. Relax a little bit. 
because if we get through this thing, you know what? It's going to be work, 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 work right again. But since I'm working from home, I'm working from home, you know, I'm trying to get on to, I'm trying to get on to a schedule. I really like going into work instead of working at home. But now I'm trying to get into a schedule, a routine here at work to where I get up out my bed and I do all the things I normally do before I go to work. Brush my teeth and all this stuff, put my clothes on, and I come here and I sit on my ladder and I do my work. And I do it all day just like I would at work. I take my breaks at the same time. I end at the same time. So I'm trying to get in that room. I'm trying to adjust myself, all right? But for you folks out there who can't go to work and can't telecommute from home, right? Y'all just try to do what the government say. And y'all accumulated all this stuff that you got to pay for it. You just got to deal with it. You got to deal with it. You got to be smarter next time. You know, you got you, you to you, you try to put more resources into, into sustaining you for periods of time. Then just put more resources into buying all these material things. But I'm not going to get off on all that again, okay? I'm going to get on out of here. And like I tell y'all always before I get out of here, y'all take care of everybody. But more importantly, y'all take care of y'all self first. All right now.